1947, Jackie Robinson, who started his professional career with the Negro League Kansas City Monarchs, played his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers and integrated the major leagues. I remember Mr. Rickey talked mainly about all the people who are going to be anti. So we're going to have some people on our side, but we really are not going to have very many allies. And you've got to turn your cheek at every opportunity. You want to know whether I could do it. And I want to know whether he's looking for somebody who's afraid to fight back. And uh, his answer was stern. I'm looking for somebody with guts enough not to fight back. Nearly 75 years later, Major League Baseball has decided to elevate Negro League Baseball founded in 1920 from minor league to major league status. The decision formally recognizes that those African Americans who, unlike Robinson, were denied the opportunity to play in the major leagues, nevertheless played at a major league level in the Negro Leagues. There was never any doubt about these athletes' ability to play the game. It was simply the social conditions of our time and fear. And I think those owners were not willing to risk being ostracized to try and pull the plug and make this happen. The decision opens the door for the records of Negro League teams and players to become a part of Major League history. It means that the Homestead Grays and the Kansas City Monarchs, the most dominant teams in Negro League history, will now stand beside the New York Yankees and the St. Louis Cardinals as baseball's winningest franchises. It also means that the records of Negro League legends, like Josh Gibson and Cool Papa Bell, will be included with those of Major League legends like Babe Ruth and Stan Musial. One of the ironies of baseball history is that once the Major Leagues, in the late 1940s, began to sign Negro League stars, it weakened Negro League baseball. At the end of the 1948 season, the Homestead Grays and the Birmingham Black Barons played in what became the last Negro League World Series. It was the same year that the Cleveland Indians with former Negro League stars and future Hall of Famers Larry Doby and Satchel Paige, defeated the Boston Braves in the Major League World Series. When the Homestead Grays and the Birmingham Black Barons met in the 1948 Negro League World Series, both teams had players who would soon be signed by Major League teams. The Grays had three future Major Leaguers, Lou Geister, Bob Thurman, and Louis Marquez. The Black Barons had a 17-year-old Willie Mays in their lineup and a 12-year-old bat boy, Bob Veal, who would go on to pitch for the Pittsburgh Pirates, lead the National League in strikeouts, and set the Pirates' strikeout record. In 1948, the Grays also had a Negro League legend in Buck Leonard, who began his career in 1933 with the Grays and now, at the age of 40, was at the end of his career. Decades later, in 1972, he joined Jackie Robinson in the Baseball Hall of Fame, but he never joined Robinson in crossing Major League Baseball's color line. Buck Leonard was known in his day as the Black Lou Gehrig because he batted behind Negro League home run king Josh Gibson, just as Gehrig had batted behind Babe Ruth. Buck Leonard could wake up in the morning before he washed his face and hit you two home runs. He was just that good of a hitter. Buck Leonard had great bat control, great eye. You had your work cut out just trying to throw a ball by him. They had a saying that trying to slip a fastball past Buck Leonard was like trying to slip daylight past a rooster. Though he was at the end of his career in 1948, Leonard did receive an offer from Cleveland Indians owner Bill Veck, who had integrated the American League in 1947 when he signed Larry Doby to play with the Indians. But Leonard declined the offer, later saying, it was too late for me. 
when Jackie Robinson came along, I was 40 years old. Playing against the 40-year-old Leonard in the 1948 Negro League World Series was Willie Mays, a 17-year-old sensation who was just beginning a career that would take him to stardom in the major leagues in a few years. At the end of his career, election to the Baseball Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility. In 1951, just a few years after helping the Birmingham Black Barons defeat the Homestead Grays in the Negro League's last World Series, Willie Mays made his Major League debut with the New York Giants. The 20-year-old Mays won the National League's Rookie of the Year Award and helped the Giants to the 1951 World Series. In 1954, he won the first of two National League MVP awards and led the Giants to a World Series victory over the Cleveland Indians. Willie Mays played in only one season in the Negro Leagues, so Major League Baseball's decision to elevate Negro League Baseball to Major League status 100 years after its founding will have little effect on his overall record. The decision will, however, elevate the records of Negro League legends and give support to the claim that Josh Gibson was baseball's greatest slugger, Cool Papa Bell its fastest runner, and Satchel Paige and Smokey Joe Williams its most dominant pitchers. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.